Welcome to Casey Corner, episode 58. 58. Is this going to be our last cold morning of the year? You know, and it's not even that cold, Brooks. Come on, you know. 60. 60 Yeah. But it's been wonderful. Hasn't it been great? Oh, this past week has been awesome. It's just been marvelous. A week of just rain and grossness. It's so true. And you know what's coming. The heat is around the corner. right around the corner. And that (laughs) never-ending summer. uh, (laughs) As people are wrapping up spring break. I know. It's so true. Uh, it's amazing. So we had a little spring break. We got up to see Polly and mm-hmm. Ford and Zuzu. Our, our, the whole family. It was awesome. <laughs> so I just snuck up there for a day or two, and uh, Katie was able to be up there. Loved with on the, kids. the grandkids for oh, a It bit. was fantastic. Mrs. Jake's got the whole week. Exactly. Isn't it nice? From you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some, That's of great. The, some of the colleges, their spring break isn't until like middle of April because they had such a long Christmas break that was like six or seven weeks. That's weird. Awful. Yeah. That is weird. Spring break in March was the best part. Just uh, a nice break that second semester. That's so true. Break, I, it I, if I could, a, break it up into a couple different parts. If I can remember that long ago, Brooks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It was what, 40 or 50? Do you remember it being warmer than this? Was it warmer? Uh, No, it was sporadic. You yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah. It was, you know, the cool mornings, then get up to like 80 or something like that. You always tell the northerner kids because they're uh, in the, in the yeah, ocean. They get, you know? they get sunburned really easily too. <laughs> super pale. Exactly, that's hilarious. <laughs> so this past week wrapped up the I Am series. And were they life changing for you, Brooks? Life changing, <laughs> forever, just never the same. Well, I wow, love it. What was that I said? <laughs> well, it's interesting. In the, the one of the uh, that we covered this week, I am the true vine. Uh, it's it's first of all the response that Jesus says is abide in me abide in me remain in me stay connected to me the union with me is going to bring you life I mean the whole your whole being is going to change as we are connected to Christ Jesus a lot of the other uh, I am's he would say hey come to me or he would say believe in me so this was a little bit different uh, Judas has gone uh, he went on the task of betraying Christ he's Jesus is with those who um, are his true disciples, and he's going to exhort them to uh, abide and, and remain. And the, and the big reason is this why. Well, for so many reasons, but we can do nothing apart from Christ. And he's going to say, abide in me so that you will bear fruit, and you'll bear much fruit, and fruit that lasts. And really, he will start to lead us down to the, the point of our existence so that we bring God glory. So, you know, just kind of put the pieces together. The only way that we can bear fruit is to be connected um, to Jesus. And we can do nothing apart from him. We can do all things through him. And the reason that we are to bear fruit is to bring God glory. And, uh, you know, and to bear. And I thought, I don't think I stress this, but really what I meant to say is there's two things about bearing fruit. And one is the fruit of the spirit, you know, and, and uh, you know, that love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness and self-control i think i got most of them there and uh and the other one is to uh bear fruit multiplying you know to to uh to be used to to help bring others into the kingdom um but it, it it's it's really interesting that those who don't bear fruit um the vines that look like vines but they really aren't uh they get cut off uh they get thrown away they get put in the fire but those who do bear fruit brooks hallelujah yeah hallelujah <laughs> They're they're just uh, re-emphasizing your point there. They got excited. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I don't know. What, 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 uh, we want to keep right, rolling. We're back. Yeah, we can okay. keep going. Uh, hey, you know those those who don't bear fruit are going to be cut off. Uh, those who don't bear fruit are going to be uh, thrown in the fire, so to speak. They look like they're Christians, but they're not. 
But those who do bear fruit, he's going to prune so that we will bear more fruit. And you think about that in our lives, Brooks, it's difficult because, uh, you know, who wants to be pruned, right? Like yeah. who wants to have, sounds, yeah, it, it's a sharp scissors that are <laughs> cutting into you, you know, no one wants that. Um, and you're worried like, oh shoot, don't prune things that I like, you know, mm-hmm. don't take something away that I like, but you know, God will never prune us if we're his out of anger. It's never a punitive. It's mm-hmm. never a punishment because of the cross. Um, and I can think of things in my life and I was thinking about yours, Brooks. And again, you're, um, almost half my age and you just uh, haven't had the pruning I had just because of the time and experience but you know at the time the pruning feels awful but if the goal is not my comfort if the goal is God's glory if the goal is for me to bear fruit and the father is that vine dresser he knows what he's doing he, he knows where to cut how deep to cut he knows what needs to go away um and we got to walk by faith and trust him. And he's kind. I think he does it in the right timing. So, but it doesn't feel good. And I think we live in a culture and a time where if it doesn't feel good, it shouldn't be good. You know, why is God, isn't God supposed to be all about my comfort, all about my glory, all about my name? And he's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's all about his name and his glory. And uh, um, so that's, that's really what I had hoped to say is that, both the one who's not truly a believer um, that will be cut off Mm -hmm. and the one who is bearing fruit will be cut in a sense of pruning. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah, that vine of the non-believer kind of reminds me of the parable where there's seed kind of sown on the rocks and they never take root or anything like that. So kind of that same thought of, you know, there was something there at one point, but it never takes root or produces fruit or anything. That's exactly right, Brooks. That, that's that's the same imagery that he's using, that seed that falls around either the stony ground and immediately is taken away or the one that, that looks like it's bearing fruit, like the rocks or the weeds, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, the the world chokes it out. Yeah. Um, but good fruit, uh, the good seed supposed to bear fruit. And that's mm-hmm. what we'll, we're supposed to do. And, you know, fruit comes in seasons. It's not all the time. It's not like, oh, my goodness, in my, my life every day I could see clearly I'm bearing fruit, you know. it's uh, There's certain seasons like we I, we love that stand uh, in Maitland. What's the name of that stand again? That, Hilliana. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, what is it? Hilliana? Uh, no, Hollyanna. Hollyanna. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, a little shout out to Hollyanna. So, <laughs> but it's only open certain seasons, you know. It's just like, oh, that's great. Citrus is here. We can go get our oranges and our grapefruit. And for, for our lives... You know, we should continually be bearing fruit, but there's just different seasons. But mm-hmm. anyway, yeah, that's that's good stuff. So that's wrapping up the I Am series. Anything the you I want am to say series. about that before we move on? I, to I don't. One? I don't think so. It's just Jesus in His own words, and uh, eventually, after the uh, Easter season, we'll be coming back to pick up our rock through the ages and kind of looking at the story of Jesus through the whole whole all of Scripture. So I've loved it. I hope you guys enjoyed it too. It was great. So it was great. Yeah. So looking to what you hope to say this week. Well, this week is going to be Palm Sunday and uh, really look forward to it. It's going to be the traditional Palm Sunday message. But what I want to bore into or really focus on is just the fact of who this triumphant king is. You know, he comes in meek and lowly and uh, he comes riding on a donkey, not only on a donkey, a borrowed donkey. I mean, you know, who, who rides into town that lowly? Well, it's one who's going to be accessible to all. 
and yet he's connected. He's high and holy. I mean, he is he is that true son of David. He is the one that we should sing Hosanna, glory to God in the highest. And so it's really amazing because in this picture of Jesus coming into Jerusalem, coming to die, and, and the people didn't know it. You know, they thought he, he was coming to take over Rome, you know, coming for some political uh, gain. Um, he knew what he was going to do. But I, I love the contrast of he's so accessible, he's so meek, and he's so mighty. And uh, that's exactly what we need in a Savior. One who is gentle and meek. If he wasn't, you know, knuckleheads like you and me, we just wouldn't have access, you know. But we need something more than just hanging with us. We need somebody who can lift us out, up out of the pit. And so... Um, we uh we we so thankful in Jesus we have both. Yeah, I mean it's amazing, you know, having the feeling that he is so accessible and he's not just a mighty king that doesn't want anything to do with us, you know. He it, talked about how he wanted kids approaching him and he wanted to be around yeah, them and wanted yeah. to be around sinners, so oh, it's just an amazing it's, feeling. It's such good news. Such good news, Brooks. Yeah, so looking forward to it. Looking forward to Holy Week. This should be really exciting. We'll talk at the end, I'm sure, a little bit about some things that are coming up. But, mm -hmm. you know, it's always an exciting time when you get to, to Easter and um, you can focus on the resurrection and the hope that we have, that hope reigns. There's just that feeling around the Easter time, getting the spring, winter's ending, you know, mm -hmm. spring break like we were talking about is around that time. So just a good time of the year overall. I, I agree. March, early May. I agree. I thought, I thought you'd say baseball's coming. Baseball's <laughs> yeah, yeah, coming. Yeah, yeah, it, so, uh, Hockey playoffs, all, right. the, all the important things, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But we can continue on with our Transforming Grace uh, book with chapter 10 and the sufficiency of grace. Yeah, and you know, I, I love this chapter. He's adding on a little bit of a different wrinkle of grace. We've been talking about God's amazing grace and salvation, how it's all by God's grace. We can never merit that. And this is the kind of the grace through the Holy Spirit that he gives us for living, the sufficiency that God gives us of grace and a key verse that is all the way woven through this chapter is that 2 Corinthians 12, 9, where Paul uh, is told by by the Lord that, hey, listen, my grace is sufficient for you. And so if we look at that context, Brooks, it's interesting. It's that thorn in the flesh. We don't know exactly what it was for Paul, um, but that thorn in the flesh that he pleaded with God three times, hey, take this away. I mean, this is a burden in me, for me. And uh you know, God's going to say, hey, Paul, you're going to live with this. Uh, this is something that is strategic for you. And you're going to learn through this that my grace is sufficient for you. And that's that's pretty amazing to know that God's grace is there for us to help us through uh, every situation, to help us through our weakness. Um, and I think is, I don't know, Brooks, maybe as being humans, I want to say being Americans, Weakness is never to be celebrated for us, and it's never something to boast in. And here's Paul is told, listen, he actually he says, I'm gonna boast in my weakness. Who in the world boasts in their weakness? You know, I just I think of you as a uh, as a uh, uh, baseball coach, you know, and you have some pictures saying, yeah, man, my my curveball, it is a Look cement how slow mixer. I throw. Yeah, it's a it's a <laughs> cement mixer. Exactly. You know, uh, you know who would who would ever boast in weakness? Uh, you want to hide that. You want to try to uh, mask that. You want to, you know, somehow put something around that to to make it stronger. But that's it's actually a gift, and I think. Uh, that thorn in the flesh was was given to Paul as a blessing to Paul, and, and uh, 
um, you know, it was something that would deal with is what uh, really, I, I, I love what Bridges says in that one part of it. He talks about the pride of self-sufficiency that, you know, I think the goal for many or all of us is self-sufficiency that someday we're going to wake up and we're going to be enough and we're going to be good enough. We're going to be able to do it. You know, we're able to have the energy, the focus, the brain power that we need to navigate life. And the reality of the gospel, the reality of how God made us is it's never been God's goal for our Mm self-sufficiency. We are created to be dependent, as we talked about last week, to abide in him. We can do nothing apart from him. So it's not that we pull ourselves up by our bootstraps or it's not that we you know, try to be good enough or, or find somewhere this strength that we need to, to, to conquer. It's that we got to tap into God's grace. And I, I think that there's something for us here, Brooks, that it's just, it's like, it's it, this part of God's grace, I, I don't feel like we celebrate. I feel like we, uh, it's hard for us to understand in salvation. We want to play a part, you know, it, you know, are we really that bad that it's all about God's grace? Can't we add something to the, to the, to the equation? No, we can't. Uh, okay. It's all by God's amazing grace. And then do I have to live with the sufficiency of grace? And, um, I think when we can get to the point where we realize this is a gift and this is where God has us, um, I think things like self-loathing and things like, you know, trying to, to be good enough on your own start to fade away. And this chapter kind of closed similar um, to how you closed your last sermon too, talking about God's grace is not given us to make us feel better, but to glorify him. Yeah. So and the whole, you know, in the ending is just to glorify him. It's not for us to be self-sufficient or for us to promote ourselves or get all the glory. It's all for him. And, you know, I think I really know that in my head. Well, there are times that I know that in my head, but if that's, that's just got to continue to move in my, to my heart and my soul, mm-hmm. you know, uh, again, I, I kind of want you to say that again. It's like the goal is not... Yeah, God's grace is not given to us to make us feel better, but to glorify him. Yeah. So so here he is. He's meeting us. He's being so loving and gracious in our weakness, in our needs. But the, even that, the goal isn't to take away our needs. It isn't to necessarily make us more comfortable. It's to bring him more glory. Exactly. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Not thinking about us in the center of the universe. It's tough to do. Man, that is. You know, it's <laughs> Psalm 115, not unto us, not unto us, but to thy name be the glory. And because of thy loving kindness and, and, and faithfulness. And so, yeah, that's that's hard for us to, to, to live. And, uh, you know, immediately the, this whole story of the Bible is that from the very beginning, Adam and Eve said, no, we want it to be about us. We're, mm-hmm. We don't don't we can be tempted by satan and say oh yeah you know what uh we can do what we want we don't have to obey we don't have to listen we can yeah so thy name not brooks's name or jeff's name or anything yeah scary stuff it is scary (laughs) stuff but it's good stuff and i and i think where i come back to is that the more we live for his glory the more we're going to find our true self we're going to find what what we were created for and that's Mm going to be a beautiful thing well also takes the pressure off too when you were trying to promote yourself the whole time you feel Mm -hmm. pressure to perform and people please and everything all the time well it's funny you say when you when you do this i'm like how often do i do that i think (laughs) this that might be pretty often still brooks i'm still uh i think this is a daily thing 
any and I love We're still broken. I'm still broken. <laughs> and I love what Jesus says in like places like Matthew sixteen, and it's right after this wonderful confession of who do you say I am and who the people say I mean you are the Christ, Peter says, you are the Son of the Living God. And right after that he's gonna talk about, Hey, I'm gonna die for your sins and, and if by the way, if you want to be my disciple, you have to die to yourself and follow me and a daily. That's something a daily. And so, you know, our salvation is something we'll never lose by God's grace. Let's think, go back to grace and his grip on us will never let us go. But there is a daily surrender. There is this daily walk with him that we have to be reminded, yeah, his grace is sufficient. And the goal isn't my self-sufficiency. And it's not about living to promote my name today. It's to living for him. It choked you up. It did, yeah. <laughs> so going into Holy Week, what uh, KC announcements do we have? Well, the biggest thing is some of the services that are coming up. We do have our Maundy Thursday service. It's going to be on Thursday, April 1st at 7 p.m., um, which I'm so excited about. And so, hey, those of you who are a part of our church family, blessings to you. Uh, be look for the look for the uh, text message and the emails that say, "Hey, help sign up for services." Uh, especially if you're going to come to in, in need nurseries, we're really going to make sure that we are prepared for our body, uh, uh, you know, the the church family, and we can serve and love them well. So, Monday, Thursday, uh, April first, and then we I can't wait for our Easter services. We are going to have a seven a.m. service. Um, uh, I'm really excited. We, uh, um, one of our, our dear members, Steve Demers, has made a cross. We're going to start off in the morning uh, gathered around the cross. And I know it's going to be the empty tomb, but it's going to be uh, a really sweet morning at 7 a.m. Um, and a lot of the service will actually take place in the sanctuary. And uh, and then we're going to have a, this wonderful breakfast. Uh, so excited for Karen Meggs and, and Suzette Hosier are pulling out all the stops. I was jokingly going to say Karen Meg's going to make a Louisiana Cajun breakfast. Yeah, you know, I'm not sure we're getting that, but I know that there are going to be eggs and waffles. And, I love that. And this there's going to be tablecloths, and it's going to be big time. Um, and it's from 8.30 to 9.30. And the, what we thought, hey, those out in KC Cornerland, uh, what we thought was um, let's make it a time where those who go to the early service can immediately go and have a yummy breakfast together. And those who are coming to the 10 o'clock service, maybe come a little early. I mean, maybe maybe get there at 9, 9.15, uh, grab a little bit of breakfast, uh, have some fellowship. So that's that's our hope. And again, uh, we're going to send out a uh, an email and, and uh, a text message for people to sign up for breakfast so we know how many people are coming. And then we'll have our 10 a.m. service. Be praying, uh, folks that are listening to this, that, that God will use it to draw our neighborhood to himself. And, you know, we would love for people to uh, invite others uh, to come and to join us and really excited about our Easter celebration. It's be fun. Come eat some waffles. On come Easter eat some waffles. <laughs> In the morning, I'm going to make waffles. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll end on that there. We'll see you guys this Sunday. All right. Looking forward to it. Blessings, y'all. 